Going once, going twice, sold. You're listening to The Property Pod, an accessible and easy way to get into or help understand the goings-on of the property market. Join Aaron, John and Pat as they discuss all things real estate, most likely get sidetracked and then try and rein it all back in as they present The Property Pod. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Property Pod. We are here on episode 32. We've made it to uh, one of John's favourite numbers. I always remember at school you would always be... Uh, oh, 32. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> Isn't it funny that when I think of the number 32, I think of my man, Johnny Mac. Yeah, that was. we can thank Carly for that one because she just picked it out on one of those fast math things where you're reading it out like 4, 10, 15, and then all of a sudden you go, 32. No, <laughs> I just couldn't I couldn't help but not do this American yeah. twang on it. <laughs> episode well, 32. Welcome to episode 32, <laughs> and now you've learned a little bit about the way John talks about numbers. That's it, or the one number in particular. Yeah. Mm. How are we today, boys? Very excited to hear our special guest today. Yeah, no, it's yep. really good. I think what we'll do is we'll jump straight into it. I just have to do mm. a little bit of housekeeping. I received a uh, correspondence from one of our Bendigo listeners uh, oh, yeah. recently, and I was very rude. I didn't write back. So, oh, no. Um, she was very, very big fan of the show, and she's said, look, I know you guys talk about Hobart a lot, but um, I love listening in Bendigo, and I'd just like to apologise for not getting back to her. Mm-hmm. So I just thought I'd pop it in the show right at the start so that she doesn't have to listen to the whole way through. And, yeah, so Paige, well, many apologies for not getting back to you. I've gotten back to you verbally. All right, well, we'll have to find out if there's someone from Bendigo we can reach out to to make it Bendigo-specific page. Got to make up for it. She might be our Bendigo correspondent in the future. We might be able <laughs> yeah. to reach out to her. Go to her on the ground, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. go on the ground in Bendigo. <laughs> yeah, I reckon we could make that work. It's like my nan's yeah. very interested in being part of the show still, so. There we go. Yeah, chuck it out there. If, if we get a good sponsor, we can fly your nan to Bendigo and stick <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, we are very excited, like I said, to bring in one of our favourite reps, Paula Lachlan from realestate.com.au. How are you this morning, mate? Very well, thanks, John. Thanks for the kind words. You're yeah. welcome. Great to be here. Sorry, just to chuck it in, Paul, I, uh, I'm not part of the selling side of real estate, so I actually know nothing about realestate.com. My role on the podcast is to uh, ask all the questions that the general consumer would uh, would want to know. So could you tell the listeners out there a little bit about yourself? Okay, so a little bit of background on myself. Start oh. with your hairstyle. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, having good hair day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great hair for radio or podcast as it is, um, and an even better head. Yeah. Um, so myself, background in online about the last nearly 15 years actually so I've seen it I was digital specialist with yellow pages I've seen it from where people going well this online thing might work it might not work might Mm. hang around from there to where we are today really Um, and just listening to you guys before you know we have so much information at our fingertips and on devices these days, they're always on and people are always on them. So it's... Well, um, that's it. We carry cool. now a computer in our pocket that's more powerful than <coughs> like computers that put people on the moon. That's, like, that's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't stop my children asking me questions when they're standing, <laughs> sitting next to me in the car with an iPhone. It's like, no, you have every answer there. Please <laughs> just stop it with the question. <laughs> I actually saw a video on YouTube last week of this kid in prep doing his homework and it was a maths. It might have been grade one. He was doing his maths homework and the kid was like, hey, Google, What's one times eight? And Google would give him the answer and write it down. Hey, Google, what's 300 and plus oh, wow. 25? Yeah. And he was writing the answer down. So yep. Yep. he was clever enough to figure out how to use technology wonder, to cheat his homework. Yeah, I wonder if that would be rewarded or um, punished in schools because that's 
like taking initiative. That's really amazing. I I loved it. I was yeah. like, that's really cool. But note to self: turn all the microphones off in Google when Parker's doing his homework because yeah. <laughs> it's that same thing. Of the teachers used to be like, you won't be walking around with a calculator in your pocket when you're trying to work out stuff at the shops. Boy, were they wrong! Yeah. <laughs> You've just got a supercomputer in your pocket. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting watching kids. And we had our annual breakfast uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we had a few guest speakers. And it's just interesting how children. My guys are nearly 10 and 13 and how they actually use phones and really artificial intelligence already. Yeah. So, you know, we sort of use it, different generations and that sort of thing, but they're, they're, they're going to grow up with it. Well, yeah, I'm seeing that shift heat. Obviously, you look at 20 to 25-year-olds, they don't want to call people, they want to text as their main form. And then I'm looking at my kid who's six years old and he just wants to voice activate everything. He's just talking to it all the time. So he's yep. not even going to type on his phone in the future. That's exactly He'll just it. continue to talk to it because that's what he, everything he's ever known. Yeah. Which so, is a yeah. fascinating thought then because if whatever comes out of that box is going to be trusted and there might not be, you know, there, there might be interesting to see if you have the thought of, okay, I know the box has given me one answer but should I go and collaborate that with something else. Yeah, oh, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. That's a good point. Which yeah. is quite interesting. So speaking of real estate, the way that kind of people will search for information, you'll all kind of be led to one place and mm. one of those key places is realestate.com. Well, I think we're yeah, only yeah. led to one place now, isn't it, Paul? I'd like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would like to think so. Well, I think so. you brought some stats in, didn't you, on how the market's going and how... Yeah, certainly um, from a search perspective, give you a bit of an idea of traffic numbers. So Launceston gets a roughly around 90,000 searches per month. Hobart, the actual suburb itself is... <laughs> Over 140,000. There's somewhere like Sandy Bay, which is nearly 100,000 as well. So is that individual people when it's So that's actually uniques. So the numbers are actually paired back a fair bit. Yeah, so they're bigger numbers because a unique person might look at six or seven pages on your site, but they just count as one. Yep, one. That's exactly it. Yeah. And there's a number of different ways that people actually arrive at our site now. So if you look at myself, a few years ago, I brought a property. I was passively in the market and I say that because I didn't tell my wife we were looking for a new house. <laughs> um, but I knew the area, I knew the type. <laughs> That's oh. courage right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some some people might call it other things. Um, but yeah, I was passively in the, in, in the market. As a consumer, I'd signed up for key suburbs that I wanted. Mm. It happened to actually be an adjacent suburb to where we were. It came through on the Sunday night. I had a look at it. I showed Claire. Tuesday we went through the house. Thursday we signed a contract. It was all done by the end of the week. Yeah. Bang. And it was, that's the thing. Then, like, that wasn't an agent reaching out. That was the website reaching out, giving you what you asked for, basically. Exactly right. Yep. Yeah. Which is what we condition as consumers, really, now. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, you look at anything now, like, most of the things I buy online is because the internet told me I should buy them. Like, yes. I'm not looking for things anymore. It's coming to me. And I assume that's starting to happen with how people are looking at property as well. I think you've got a, a social media product that you can use as well. Yeah. So we've got retargeting products. So if someone's been on site and they go off site, then we can track them at an IP address. Um, so we can actually put those properties in front of them once they've actually left our site from there as well. So, well, you said before you'd been it started with Yellow Pages many many years ago, and you said you'd been with Real Estate Com about six seven years. Yes, going on to seven years. So, yeah. I mean, from when you started to today, what are a couple of big things that you've done as significantly different from when people were accessing real estate websites to now? Yeah, certainly the the confidence and just the ability to see everything. Yeah, right. You know, um, and your offline being your press. Mm. does drive people to online. So, mm. you know, where else can they see the 
the floor plan, all your, your images, videos and so forth from there. So certainly seeing a lot more people spending time online, a lot more people being engaged within um, listings as far as videos and floor plans and that sort of thing Do goes. Do you have yeah. any stats on how long somebody might spend on an individual property? Is there um, we've got of... We've got session times. Yep. So, so the session time for people is around five minutes. And that's yeah, right. across the whole site. Yep, yep, yep. So people are, when you think about our site as opposed to, you know, someone just Googling something or, or kicking the can from that point of view, people come to us because they're very, very engaged. They're highly engaged. They're yep. there for a reason. I'd assume a five-minute session to a, a general consumer might sound small, but I think what people probably have to understand now with things like your app where it's in their pocket all the time, that five-minute session might be multiple times during one day. Correct. So yep. it doesn't sound like a long time, but they could be checking it while waiting at the bus stop or, you know, why they're waiting for their morning coffee at the coffee store. Like yeah. they're constantly going back to it during the day to see if anything new's come in or that's That's changed. absolutely spot on. And the way people view it, so you might have that situation during the day. You might sit down with your partner at night, say, this mm. is what I found. What have you found in your feeds and that sort of thing. So they are very, very engaged and that's why they're in and out uh, quite often from there. You were talking about the press as well. So you're saying kind of like print media, you might look at it in a real estate guide and then that's kind of like your teaser, but then you'll deeper into it with your floor plans and your videos and stuff. Yeah, by. So you yeah. kind of mm. get a little taste of it by, oh, yeah, that's interesting. I'll now head to this portal and that'll give me a wealth of knowledge of the things I'm interested in. Yes, yeah. So it'll, it'll do that. Um, and from there, obviously, you can contact the agents direct. Yep. Tell them what well, you think. I think the interesting word you said was confidence. And what I take from that also is that I think – we're um, using a, real, a website like realestate.com.au. It's people having confidence in the brand and the information. So going back to that little um, anecdote about, um, you know, people asking, hey, Google, it's that, you know, they're going, hey, realestate.com, effectively. It's like, okay, this sold for that, this sold for that, this matched that. And so they're getting, they're looking at this brand that they can trust. And I suppose then there's more trust now on the internet by looking at a real estate website than you will get from just reading print media alone. So you're looking for that extra information, but also to then you're trusting the internet to give you uh, honest information um, and I suppose the large companies like realestate.com and the data that provide give people that capacity to be able to build their knowledge in a way that they have confidence to further inquire. Yeah and you're spot on and that's mm. the so we have I mean we have two parts of the business we have real estate agents as our direct customers and without content we don't have a website mm. but we have this massive consumer audience so it's really putting those two to, together and the consumer feedback is that we are a very trusted site. Mm-hmm. So they trust us. We obviously make sure that we keep everything in check from that point of view and accuracy of search and when they're looking at something, you know, they're looking at a house, not a block of land or a chook shed somewhere, and, you know, <laughs> with three bedrooms and two bathrooms. Um, so, yeah, we, we've, we're very big on that sort of um, side integrity. That sort of trust of data, I know that to be true so well because if an agent here makes a small mistake when they're launching it, realestate.com flag the property, it gets set aside, it doesn't go live on the site until the issues that they've identified are rectified. So um, it's really good because you might make an honest mistake and quite often they pick it up for you and fix it before it's put out to the general public, which is really handy as well. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that it's it's on us to, if we get it wrong, we're the ones that are in trouble, you know. Yeah, so, so it's, it's, it's a good little safeguard. <laughs> 414 Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006. With their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. 
<laughs> I guess one thing I've always wondered with from the guy being on the outside of it that doesn't sell the properties but works for you guys taking the content that will go on to the listing sort of thing, so kind of making something uh, look its best mm. with the sheer amount of volume that kind of comes through realestate.com, like how or what's the best way to make a property stand out? Is there a specific set of guidelines that you guys have that say like this is... Yeah, look, good question. I mean, we don't have those guidelines per se, yep. but... Obviously, and we have an advertising vertical, if you like. So we have Premier, which about 98% of the agents in Tassie are on. Yep. So if you think of that I, back I can't to believe you wouldn't be on it personally. Well, I, <laughs> amazingly, yeah. I, you know. I, 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 what do you go? In this, Am I room, in this room, it's 50 50. Uh, but if you step outside, it's about 98%. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're on it, aren't you, Pat? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Reading to that what you made. Hey, hey, what, hey, Paige, what do you think from Bendigo? <laughs> Nice. <laughs> Ching. Um, <laughs> so, so you've lost me. <laughs> Talking about like premiere. So, yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. if you think of your premiere as your full page yep. from that point of view. So yep. it's, it's really going to get the maximum amount of eyeballs yep. from there so people can save that property. As we said before, they can get it sent to them. Um, they can get it through RSS feeds and so forth from there. Yep. Um, you want to have probably 20 to 30 photos. Not too many. Um, video certainly does have a deeper level of engagement. Sure. That shows that people spend nearly 50% more time on that listing if it has a video. Mm, um, that's cool. There. So, and floor plans. But floor plans, and I see a lot of them. And interesting enough, when Claire and I were looking at property, more me than Claire, um, <laughs> first thing she'd say would be, show me the floor plan. Yeah, right. And, and you want a floor plan, and I've picked up a few actually larger agencies on this, you want something that people can actually now with tablets and phones that you can actually enlarge and, and it stays clear. clear. It doesn't go blurry. Mm. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, your, your 3.5 bedroom by three becomes an absolute blur. So, and for someone like me that's now in my late 40s wearing glasses, it's certainly, uh, yeah. Well, oh, no, they have that if, feature on your phone. You can just make all the font four times the size, Paul. Just turn that on. <laughs> You'll have to show me that. <laughs> My dad's got it and I can't actually see anything when I open up his phone. <laughs> it's too it's big. Like big giant icons. <laughs> <laughs> what about um, 3D floor plans or, or the 3D um, walk yeah, walkthroughs? Yeah, yep. yeah. We have got some agents that, that do that for most of their listings. The thing is you <laughs> Don't need... Don't know who, maybe uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could mention a couple. Well, there's not many. Interesting enough, um, yeah, it probably didn't have the take-up that it, it was assumed it was. that it would take. Yeah, yep. um, I think it's similar to video in a way. Um, yep. For me, video and a 3D floor plan is more your very serious buyer. Mm. It's the person that um, wants that extra information. Um, yep. And it's also, for me, it's been really good more on our cheaper properties and our more expensive homes because yeah, we have okay. a lot of interstate buyers that want to fly down. Yes. And I've had a lot of them tell me that they've felt more comfortable about booking flights to come yep. because they were able to use the tour and know exactly what they're getting for. They're not looking at the photos where Aaron's hidden things around the corner out of the frame of the photo. Not that he would. <laughs> <laughs> to make the photo look schmick. schmick. They're seeing it yeah. in its real life because you've got nowhere to hide with that 3D walkthrough. So. Yeah, and, and, and that's the feedback is that you need something that is absolutely schmick. Um, and interesting enough, the place we were in before the one we're in now actually had a 3D yeah, video from there. The other thing I really like about the 3D floor plans is coming back to your 2D ones that you briefly spoke about, Paul, is that when we scan a home, we can pull out the 2D floor plan as 
what oh, yeah. most agents put up. Yep. And when we use the scanner, it's something like 98.8% accurate of mm, true wow. to life. Yeah. So it goes down to three decimal points. Wow. Where I know most agencies that hire photography companies, they literally use in a laser measure and hand drawing it. Yes. And I don't know how many times when we used to do it that way, we'd get to the last room and it should be three and a half meters and it's showing three meters on the floor plan when we're <laughs> measuring the last wall up and what. How is this possible? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, so although those floor plans are really good and helpful, I, you do have to take them with a grain of salt because there could be small errors in them because they are 90% of the time done by yes. human. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the other thing I really like about those 3D walkthroughs is you get a lot more accurate 2D floor plan as a result of it. Mm. Yes, yeah. And, and it just, again, it just keeps the consumer on your listing longer. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and from an agency point of view, there's branding from the agent and the more they're involved, the more likely they are to pick up the phone. I mean, it's it's interesting and something that came out of the, the training that we did a little while ago um, with Tom Panos, there's no first dates. Yeah. You know, so people are researching. Can you explain that one to me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so people will know a fair bit about an agent before they pick up the phone. Okay. Mm, yep. and, it's, and it's not just our industry. Um, I heard one a little while ago and uh, the majority of the searches that are done on car sales are actually done from within a showroom or outside the dealership. And I, I did it myself. I oh, you're walking in and you yeah, bring so up the phone. Yeah, you've actually yeah. got it there. I did it myself. I, was, mm. I won't mention which company it was, <laughs> um, but I was looking at replacing my ute and I was outside a particular one. I just Googled it, looked it up. I didn't even get out of the car. I just drove off. So Yeah, there you go. When you talk about no first dates aspect, is REA developing like the Tinder of version to <laughs> no. select your agent? So, you no. know, swipe, swipe. <laughs> oh, this guy looks good. <laughs> this, uh, this house no. looks okay. Yeah. Actually, you could do it with houses potentially. Yeah. <laughs> look, it's not yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like if, if you're like they're saying, well, look, what kind of house do you want? Well, hey, hang on. Realestate.com can do a Tinder thing. It's like, here's five styles. Which one do you like? No, 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 no. Yes. And you map it through and boom, now here's 10 matches to your Tinder profile. There you go. There's, there's, there's for your developers. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll think about whether yeah. I'll take yeah, that one. Pa- yeah, pass yeah. that on to Nigel. Yeah. <laughs> Get his thoughts. Yeah, well, that'd, that'd be good. Unfortunately, Nigel's left. But, oh. um, yeah, he was good. Oh. Well, that put it down yeah. on the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, he's, no, writing a, he's writing a book, so I dare say it'll be an e-book. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, one of the – I remember we got the yellow pages um, delivered to our doorstep and it's like the size of the – up to my first knuckle. Yes. Um, you know, just how different that was, you know, a decade ago that was still – you know, it was, it was a massive book and now it's, you know, limited down. Now, one of the one of the – I think the reason why I wanted to say that is now obviously – we're going to the you know the major portals for to source all their information. They're doing seventy percent of the research before they're even picking up the phone to to speak to agents as well. And there's one feature I think that you said earlier where now each property has its own dedicated page effectively or own yes. website that yes. people can register. Like that's my property and keep me informed about that. How does something like that? Um, I mean, that seems like a feature very not known to the public that they can access yeah, through that it's website. Interestingly, we get a couple of million views on them per month. Without us doing a thing. What does it actually do when you say keep me informed of my property? I know if my property goes up for sale, I don't need to be told. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, so I, I even though I work for the better, I as a consumer get sent properties that I've registered. I might have looked at from there. So it gives you an idea of if something sells in the area, what that property's worth. We've got a rental property, so that's constantly coming up as to what that property's worth. Um, We have what's called a, a page for every property. So if someone Googles their own property, then... It'll come up with some images. It'll also come up with some pricing. It'll be fairly broad. Generally, there's about a hundred thousand dollar range. Yeah. But it is there to start that conversation with an agent, and they have the ability to select an agent in their area from that page as well. So, interestingly enough, seventy percent of people that actually buy a house 
don't have an agent in mind to sell the one they're in. So you think yep. of a life event, might have had another child, they might be downgrading or upsizing or anything like that, mm. um, or they just want water, water views like I did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people people just don't have that agent. They're, they're all about the, the house they're going to buy and yep. it's, it's pretty much a secondary thought as to what I'm going to do to sell mine yep. and who I'm going to get to do it. And the, thing, and the hard thing is, it's like, where the heck do I go to get that information? Yeah, that's right. Mm. And that comes back to us being a trusted site. You've got find an agent on site now, and mm. you know they can find out maybe what's sold in the area from the sold section. So there's yeah, there's there's a lot of information, and that really comes down to that. Yeah, no more so, first yeah. dates. So John spoke briefly about the size of the yellow pages these days. That led me to a question, I guess: Is print dead these days, or uh, has it still got a place? Look, I think it has a place, and probably in Tassie, you've got one publication that does you know a quarter of a million people. Yep. Mm. So you know they can certainly work hand in hand. I think people now see the value in online now yep. um, and certainly the reach. So we have over 60%, about 64% of our traffic or our eyeballs come from the mainland. I yeah. understand that yeah. probably only represents about 20% of sales, but you know it's, that's the highest in the country. So those people aren't going... Jeez, that's interesting, isn't it? ...picking that, up a print publication because they're not going to get their hands on it. And that, that, that the thought then is that there's so much interest in the state. Obviously, you know, there's, like you said, it only represents 20% of the sales, but, you know, you track that over the next 20 years and there's every likelihood that a lot of those people are going to be moving down this way as well. Yeah, and it mm. comes back to the affordability thing. Um, mm. Our economist, Nerida, I think she's the second most quoted economist in real estate at the moment. Mm. Um, she's forever talking about Hobart and Tassie and how much she likes it and how much everybody else likes it from that point of view. Is it so, not mm. just people moving but kind of people investing in the state because of the affordability that then... It's yeah. kind of you can yeah. kind of build your monopoly board. Hopefully. Yeah, that, that, that's a good way to put it. We sold Claire's mum's place up in Georgetown a few years back and the people that brought that brought 10 houses in a week. Yeah, yeah right. I, I remember Pat going through a week where he had a guy and he – was it three that he – that's not listening. <laughs> oh, no, I was <laughs> contemplating your question thinking one guy that bought three in a week. Oh, did he buy two? He went and looked at three and he ended up getting two or something or he put offers in. Yeah, I don't think he bought them all through us. I think he bought one from us and then mm. another couple from another couple of agents yeah. in town. But yeah, he but was here to buy multiples. And he essentially, weekend. yeah, set up his little Monopoly board and, and he was ready to go. And so it was just a fly in, fly out. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is an amazing kind of idea of like you can buy one place in your Melbourne or Sydney or you can buy three and put the hotels on them and bonza. Do not That's pass true. go. Do not collect or, well, collect your 200. Hopefully don't go straight to jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think one thing I forgot we've – I know we're, this is going to be um, tracking back a bit. We actually forgot to ask what's your specific role in realestate.com. Like you said, you've got all these people. I mean, it's a massive organisation. Yes. Um, Narita obviously is the chief, you know, chief economist. And then – so with your specific role, Paul, and while we've got you here, uh, what is it that you do? Just um, cer- certainly not podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we should do them. No, no, we're no, no. out pretty quickly, That's I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, a lot of my role is probably 95% of it is education of yeah. the agents. So it's my job to be the go-to person for agents for products, how things work, what's coming out. Why you should know, use one. Why you mm. should use, yeah, yep. One product versus another, that sort of thing. That yeah. uh, 50% of the room apparently, is that what you're leading yeah. to, Pat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, clearly Paul's still got a bit of work to do in that yeah. education process. <laughs> As old stubborn Scotsman. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, they have come along the journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and about 5% is, yeah, looking after the contracts and so forth um, from that point of view, but. Yeah, I really like it. I really enjoy it. I enjoy property and I think it's a, it's a pretty enviable position where I am. I'm mm. sort of in real estate but not in it mm. um, from mm. that point of view. And after my dealings with real estate agents in with Yellow Pages, 
in this this seat, they're a lot nicer to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, you must have jumped off Yellow Pages right as the ship started to sink. <laughs> uh, I did actually. I had a couple of years where people were just taking money out of print and putting it into online, and ultimately that kind of led to the d- demise of Yellow Pages because they had so much money tied up in print. People just going right. Well, I can reach this audience, and I think, you know, I think they, taking it out of it. Google as well was the demise of Yellow Pages. Now you just search a business, and the numbers there. The, yeah, the yeah. purpose of Yellow Pages was to get contact details and now you just search it in an engine, search engine and it tells you the answer straight yeah, away. Yeah. So, yeah. I guess then you've got a measurable reach with all this online data where it all can kind of be calculated back to like this is how many, like you give us some stats earlier. With yeah. the Yellow Pages, it's just out there. Just, geez, I hope someone finds me on page 322. Yeah, that's that's it. And that's the beauty I like about online. It's accountable and it's measurable. Yeah. You know, and really if you're talking any level of advertising it needs to be that and especially just don't know what i like about online versus print i guess is like you said the analytic aspect if i'm spending a client's money on their behalf i need to be able to show that it netted a result Mm. so being able to get access to those reports like what realestate.com produce that we can then give to our vendors to show it's had this many clicks it's done this it's done this that's what i think can help people understand the marketing journey and the, the investment that they're making in a property yeah exactly yeah exactly right As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at mcgregorfn.com. Yeah, because one of that—that's one thing that, um, like you said about accountability. A lot of consumers might not know that when when the property is listed with the agency that chosen to represent, realestate.com is helping them map out. Okay, here's where the here's where your interest is coming from. Here's the amount of clicks you're getting. Um, and other what are, what are there are some other features that the realestate.com is doing for the consumer through the agent to help make that process easier. So you can actually deep dive into a suburb from on realestate.com. So you can mm. type it in and we'll give you information around that suburb, um, demographics as far as, you know, age and so forth, yep. a medium property, house pricing, rentals, supply and demand in that area. Does it do uh, the school catchment zones? It does schools and that's actually on listings now as well. I know that's not yeah. huge probably in Tasmania but for it's, a lot no, of… It's, it's getting bigger. Like, it is? Yeah, yeah. I mean I was just chatting with my partner about it, just asking about the catchment and in, in her field is, I mean, it's, it's getting much tighter in, Tas, in Tasmania. I know with, I suppose, if you've got loyalty to some school and you're sending your kids to there, no trouble, but if you really need to search for a better catchment, it's getting, it's getting more getting Okay, tighter. so people are making decisions based on schools in the area, are they? Yeah, I reckon it'll start to get more that way. Huh. And a lot of schools are clamping down on out of area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So you have to own a property or live in live in that area. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good, good example where it's amazing again what the information you're producing because if you are building a campaign or you're trying to consider what the the means for that is or you are choosing an area you, again you can go what what what's the demographic that I want to live in. So we were just chatting to a friend of mine and recently and they'd bought into an area where Halloween was massive. Their whole street got into it, you know, their, their kids and the parents were running up and down the street and it was an absolute beautiful night of it. In a lot of respects is because the demographic of that area is young families, you know. Yeah. So it's that element. If you're if you're doing that suburb researching, you know what, I've got young kids, I'd love them to get involved in Halloween, a few things like that. Well, you can look up one, you know, look at a few suburbs and maybe the one that's most prevalent with young families might be the suburb you want to invest in or, or, or move to. Yep. And it's been really hard to get that information now. And it's just the fact that you can jump on realestate.com and like, okay, boom, there it is, demographics available. And I mean, that information has been around a long time, but 
the handy thing about it is that the, obviously the website's moving towards having the consumer being able to stay on there longer and get more information that's useful for them. That's exactly right. So we want realestate.com.au to be that number one place for people to go for property but for information so they don't don't have to go anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And we've made a lot of investment in different companies and buying data companies and so forth as well. So, mm. yeah. So just before we finish up, uh, moving forward into the future, is there anything that realestate.com can let us know, like what's coming? Last week we talked about virtual reality. Will you soon be able to virtually buy homes or? Yeah, look, it's it's something we we have in our R&D yep. department. Mm. Um, we spend about $20,000 an hour on R&D. <laughs> an hour. Nice. And it's actually more than that, but don't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so just between us, you know, yeah. we uh, are twelve listeners, yeah. Four, thirteen now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll listen to myself <laughs> all day long. Um, so yeah, we, we're future proofing our business, yep. yeah, and in turn that future proofs you know the real estate industry and and agencies from that point of view. So mm. we have to look at consumer trends, yep. mm. and sometimes you know. Agencies don't like that, but you know what? We've got to stay ahead of the curve because mm. we've got a business that we've got to run. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you think about Google Glasses. All right, we tested those. I've actually used them uh, in head office and stuff like that. It never really came to market, mm. but we had to be there. Yeah, we, we've got to be at the yeah, front of sure. how people are going to search and look. That's what I really liked. I was lucky enough to go with Paul to head office last year and mm. when we went down to the R&D section, it was really cool how they explained that they will go and develop things and some of those items will never go to market or never be used, but if that trend becomes popular, they can turn that feature on straight away because yeah, they've got, got to it ready to go. Yeah. They're not playing catch-up trying to then bring to market something get a rush. They've already been prepared for that yeah, yeah, trend. yeah, yeah. That and, and yeah, again, it, it's just that future proofing from there, and, and probably one of the best analogies, which was from Nigel Dalton, who unfortunately doesn't work for us anymore, but he's our futurist and and so forth. And and one of the best things he said was the guy that invented the floppy disk didn't invent the flash drive. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's like a Mac attack wisdom word right <laughs> there. <laughs> truly is. I love that. This time it's the yeah. uh, it's a it's a it's a what's a a lock. No, I don't know. A lock block. Okay. <laughs> I, think I think we'll leave lock and no Lachlan alone. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, that's – that's and probably the other one, you know, people say to us, you know, who could challenge us and who could take us on? I mean, anybody with a large audience, which is Google or Facebook and so forth. Yep. But the other one I love is that it's a bit like the greyhounds. You've got six greyhounds in the in a race and they're running around and the seventh one jumps over the fence and scruffs over the rabbit and pisses off with it. Yeah. You know, that could happen. That's really interesting, you know? eh? Like, no matter how big an organization is it's always vulnerable to disruption absolutely and we, and we you know internally disrupt ourselves a lot yeah. um from from that point of view and, and that's that's why we do it absolutely yeah so cool it's, it's excellent yeah well uh, thank you so much for coming in today that was uh probably one of the most interestingly recorded ones hopefully we can uh, clear a lot of the rubbish <laughs> out of <laughs> of our recording here we appreciate that you uh, humored us with our professionalism that uh, come across on the mics <laughs> Oh, it's great. It's good fun. <laughs> no, mate, thanks for coming along. I mean, realestate.com is a great organisation. I'm really, really grateful for the fact you can come and spend your time. No, that's fine. Just mm. tell your dad. Yeah, got it. <laughs> <laughs> we want to get to 100% in this room, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was great, mate. Thank you for coming in and uh, we'll uh, get this all out to our listeners as soon as possible. Excellent. Beautiful. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Bye. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss. 
to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this